Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number two in the book of Jude. That's season 23. I'm going to title today, An Emergency Sexual Situation. That ought to get some listeners. So Jude is a Jude is a person, brother of Jesus, who is writing an emergency letter that is occasioned by an emergency sexual situation, which is founded on an emergency attitude toward God. So yesterday we we started with this emergency emergency letter to this people at risk, and what's what's the danger? Well, it happens to be people. It's not tigers that the that the author is worried about. It's people, specifically leaders and shepherds feeding themselves, and they're ungodly and ultimately they're denying the master, which is Jesus. He says in all kinds of colorful language. Says he's well, they're waterless clouds swept by winds, uh, casting up the foam of their shame, and they're acting in, they crept in and are acting in bad behavior kind of ways and perverted the Lord's grace into sensuality, which is all about sex. We'll talk about that. All right, so listen, and I'm going to start in, in verse three of Jude. It's chapter one. There's only one chapter in the book of Jude. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Now here's, he's going to talk about the danger now, verse 4. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation. Ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So they've got bad behaviors that's that's betraying bad theology. Verse 5. Now I want to remind you, <clears throat> although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved the people out of the land of Egypt, Jesus saved the Israelites, afterward destroyed those who didn't believe. Then he gives an example of angels, verse 6. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority but left their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Verse 7, Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality, so same sin back then, and pursued unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in like manner, these people, relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. But when Michael, the archangel, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce blasphemous judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Okay, so we've got a group of people that are doing bad behaviors, specifically sexual behaviors, and it's betraying bad theology. Verse 4 says that they have perverted grace into sensuality, which means I get to do what I want with my zipper and my eyes. And this sensual sensuality word means extreme immorality, self-abandonment, licentiousness, lasciviousness. It basically means no rules, no boundaries. Now, we're all sexual beings created and gifted and therefore responsible to boundaries that the Lord established. An offensive sexual behavior, perhaps to oneself or others, but primarily offensive sexual behavior is is offensive to God. So lacking moral restraint and having no boundaries 
to do so, you have to reject the boundary maker and deny the master, uh, deny the master that made the moral code. So actions reveal the attitude of the soul. Behavior betrays theology. And specifically here, the zipper shows who is your God. So what is in store? What are the what are the examples? Well, he goes Old Testament on on them and gives all kinds of examples. He said, first of all, the amazing thing is that Jesus saved uh, the Israelites from the Egyptians. So Jesus was there. First Corinthians chapter ten says the same thing, that the rock was Jesus and went with them, and they had the special manifestations of the Lord, but also the actual presence of Jesus. And so when they went to unbelief. Uh, it reached its natural conclusion, which, of course, was destruction. And even then he gives an example of angels twice, one in a bad example in verse 6. So angels didn't stay within their position of authority, and they disobeyed. And as far as we know, there's no remedy for disobedient uh, angels, even if they're disobedient a single time, and they get chains and gloomy darkness and a future judgment. Verse 9 talks about the good archangel, uh, Michael, who stays kind of within his lane of authority and even says, hey, it's not for me to judge. Let the Lord uh, judge you. And then verse 7, what about the Old Testament sexual sin? So likewise, they engaged in sexual immorality. So again, you know, the, the New New Testament guys here in the book of Jude aren't the first to deal with this. In the Old Testament, they had illicit and unlawful carnal knowledge. It's not new. Playing the harlot is a game that uh, isn't new. It's not done privately. It's not done under the watchful eye of of the Lord. So what's done in quote-unquote private is not private if you consider the Lord's eyes. And uh, that is assessed and seen and responded to with the Lord's judgment, of course. So if, if you think about this equation, if you add unbelief and disobedience and sexual immorality and rejecting authority and uh, defiling the flesh, you're going to get destruction and judgment and woe. Now, let me just say before we close that the Lord loves, loves, loves sex. He loves beauty. He loves attraction. He loves relational satisfaction. When? Within marriage. Where? Within marriage. Why? For marriage. Who? For the married. It's a wonderful walled garden of blessing, but there are walls. So there are boundaries, rules, laws, if you will. And the walls demonstrate not that he hates us, but that he loves us and wants the best for us. So he wants what he's given. He's given his best to you. He wants your sexual best. He's kind of given you his best creation, and you are supposed to to, uh, to adhere to it well. So you aren't the first to be challenged in this area, and he's probably saying you can do do better. So bring your sexual best to God. Ask for his help. It's a powerful desire that can be helped with the designer and the delighter and the helper. Let's get our attitudes towards God's about his rules and behavior and authority right, and that'll help with our actions. And don't be a bad behavior and rebellion uh, with our with our zippers, and don't follow the behaviors and the, the of those who do. So Jude is writing this emergency letter, which is occasioned by this emergency sexual situation, which is founded by an emergency attitude or specifically a bad attitude toward God. Hang in there. More judgment tomorrow. See you then.